please, please tell me you were Lieutenant <clears throat> Dangle with the tiny I was, shorts. I was 100% Lieutenant Dangle with the tiny Excellent. shorts. Excellent. Welcome to the Jurassic Collective Podcast, where we cover everything Jurassic, movie cars, and so much more. So saddle up and let's get this movable feast underway. Hello everyone, this is Jurassic Fick, and welcome to the Jurassic Collective Podcast. So the following episode may sound a little different. I have been having some technical setbacks with how I recorded the interviewee. That's another reason why this episode was a little late. But we are here now, recorded, with some great content. Next week, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program. Enjoy! What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number three of the Jurassic Collective Podcast. Today's guest has a laundry list of movie car replicas. He is the owner of not one, but four Jurassic Park Jeeps, a Ghostbusters Ecto-1, and a Super Troopers Police Cruiser. He is an official member of the Jurassic Park Motor Pool. He has displayed his Jeeps at many Comic-Cons throughout the country. He also has somehow convinced numerous celebrities to take a photo of this Jeep, and he loves his dog, Bruiser. Welcome to the show, Troy Critchmar. How are you? I'm well, sir. Happy to be here in Victorland. Yeah, I just want to go off and uh, apologize for all the, uh, the technical difficulties we've had the past two days, but I'm glad we sorted out and we're doing what we can and we have you here. Of course, sir. Let's jump right into it. What got you into the Jurassic Park fandom? You know, I've had a, a lot of time to think about this question since we tried this yesterday. And I just, I think it boils down to the first time we saw the film, you know, Steven Spielberg made people believe that dinosaurs were real again. You know, we knew that they were extinct, but there they were on the film. It was the realest thing I've ever saw as a kid. And it just stayed with me. That's what sucked me in. And that's what still got me into it till this day. And that was 1993. That's like, what, 26 years ago where technology was incredibly limited. But even to this day, that still blows me away. It's it's there's some scenes where it's difficult to tell what is CGI and what's animatronic. It was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So what made you build a Jurassic Jeep? So, you know, I've been a big fan of the franchise, but um the reason I built my first Jurassic Jeep was to win a costume contest for a charity road rally with Rally North America. The charity was for an organization called Camp Sunshine. And to sum it up briefly, it was a, it's a, a camp getaway for kids that are terminally ill. It's like their last send-off, um, tons of stuff for the families to do, and they get together with the kids, and they have counselors, and they everything you could possibly think of that a kid would want to do they're doing at this camp. So uh, the prior year we had done uh, Reno 911. We got an old police car and we got the short shorts and did the whole shebang. Wait, wait please, please tell me you were Lieutenant <clears throat> Dangle with the tiny I shorts. I was 100% Lieutenant Dangle with the tiny Excellent. shorts. Excellent. Excellent. And um, we we blew the the lid off the thing. We we t we raised probably eight grand just our team and uh, that's great. Man. was a hundred and eleven thousand dollars. So. We won, wow. and we're like, all right, we know that the bar is high. we got to take it over the top. What can we do for the following year? And my buddy Frank had texted me a picture of the Colorado movie cars when they were small. They had the um, kit car. It would look like a Tribute Subaru Ecto-1, and I forget what the other one was. And at the very end, there sat the classic, notoriously Googled Dove Gray Jurassic Park Jeep 18. He's like, dude, how come we're not that cool? And I was like, bro. We're going to be that cool, and we're going to win the contest with this thing. And then I went right to work from there. 
Yeah, and, and Jeep 18, that's wh- – who was that? That's Henry, right? What was his name? I'm sorry. I forget his uh, name. Uh, Ari Kevin would he- I think it's Kevin. Kevin. I think him. it's Kevin. Hen- I think it was Kevin. And this is probably the most Googled Jeep, and a lot of people mistake that Jeep to being the correct color that's seen on screen. And this is – and if you heard our previous episode, episode two, me and Ari talk about how this Jeep – was um basically a lot of people were styling their jeep after that one when that was a really old build back when people thought that the jeeps were gray on the screen but it actually it's just the way the sand beige looks and the lighting and it's also the way it looks whenever they apply all the filters onto the film so it changes the look of the jeep right and uh, unfortunately a lot of early builders such as myself and Ari included fell victim to that and that's how that's we arrived right. at how my Jeep looked the way it did. That's right. You had, uh, you had, you, at the time, you had two of the Jeeps, right, that were gray? No, I only had the one. And then a year later, I bought another one that was already painted that I wanted to lift and, you know, do off-road stuff with. And I talked to Ari about it. He's like, oh, I think that'd be a great idea. And then ultimately painted my original Jeep to the right color. Well, it's still not, that one's not right because it has a uh, clear coat on it. It's not flat. So it's nice and shiny. Showroom nice shine. And shiny. Oh, but it's yeah. easy to clean when I get on the uh, Comic-Con floors. So which one is your favorite Jeep? Because I know you have, what is it? You have four Jeeps, and each one, I'm sure, serves a, a specific purpose. Which one is your favorite? Yeah, I have to say Jeep 10. Um, I mean, it's it's a rescue story. It really shows the camaraderie of the group and how like everyone came together because – Dan Baker, he sent me the link on Craigslist to that Jeep. It was a wreck, and it happened to be five minutes from the office. Okay, you gotta, a- you gotta, you gotta really paint a <clears throat> picture for these people. These people have no idea how, how almost destroyed this Jeep was. Um, a young girl, I believe it was, was driving this Jeep, and in the rain, she lost control and put it into the side of a telephone pole where it rolled. So it was completely thrashed. The everything was smashed on it. Um. The best part was the the damage was consistent, but on the wrong side to what happened to it in the movie with the T-Rexes, which is how we ultimately ended up where we did with that Jeep. But um, the whole reason I bought the Jeep in the first place was just to get the Sahara Fog Lights, the highly sought after OEM Sahara Fog Lights, because I, you know, took me years and I just never had a set. Dan sent me the link and I was like, oh, my God, I shot over there, you know, and to my surprise, this thing ran and drove. Um, you know, it had no brakes, but it went and I was just like, okay, thousand bucks. I'll take this. And then, um, I posted it up on the motor pool just cause as a part out. And then by the time we had it stripped down, somebody posted a picture of a rec 10. They're like, yo, what do you think of this? And I was just like, Jesus, this might be awesome. So I ha- actually had someone coming to part out the engine and the axles. And I said, don't come, I'm going to make this into a movie car. And then, um, so I reached out to Dan. Dan had parts he just were very reluctant to give to me. Um, Blake Wilmer, uh, he had a tattered set of Sahara seats, complete set, and just gave them to me for the build. A lot of people just wanted to see this thing get made. And uh, I mean, it turned out being one of the coolest builds that the motor pool has. I think it's arguable to say. Yeah, I, I, I think that was a really great idea that you had. You really took, you know, this was a Jeep that was, on its way out this was completely probably on its way to the junkyard to get crushed because it was just trash and you took it as an opportunity to turn it into a dino damaged severely jurassic park jeep 
and you go around to comic cons and you have it on display for everybody to see what do what what are people's reactions when they see that jeep at the conventions well uh, just just to go back a second i want to say like i wouldn't have made this jeep if it wasn't for the rapport of the group you know it was their idea they put it in my head and i was just like i could definitely bring this to life and everyone was kind of egging on like oh my god this would be so great i mean it was a real sahara you know it had 109,000 on the ticker I was like, we can do this. We could definitely do this. I mean, Blake came in and he painted it. And when it was done and I aged it, I was like, oh, my God, this thing looks like something right out of Jurassic World. And then the next thing you know, to get you back to where you were, the Philly Auto Show is like, we'd like to have your Jeep on our showroom floor. And the next thing you know, this Jeep that was put into a telephone pole and rolled was sitting next to Ferraris at the Philly Auto Show. And I bet the previous owners are probably, do they have any idea what their Jeep is now? No, uh, I'm pretty sure they just thought it was destined for the junkyard. Uh, I haven't seen or heard from them since, so yeah, or seen little, them around. Little do they know. <laughs> little do they know. Which vehicle gets the most attention? Ten all day. JP Ten gets. Okay. I mean, I drive it from convention halls back to my house. It's do you got really? No roof. Yeah, it's got no you drive roof. Thing on the road. I drive it on the road. I, no insurance, no license plate. The driver's side door doesn't close. You know, we we had to repurpose that side and smack the hinges back into place because in the movie it had half doors, but in the accident it had full doors. So we had to get those off. So this thing going down the road literally looks like it just drove out of the movie. Now, and people, kids, people, now kids, keep in mind, Troy is a professional driving this car on closed roads. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> yep. I, on the license plate in the back, it says stunt driver. There Caution. you go. Perfect. Okay. So I got to ask, you are very familiar with having many, many celebrities take photos with your Jeep. Which is the biggest celebrity you've convinced to take a photo in your Jeep? I believe at this point it is, for movies, it's Mike Rooker. And for TV, it's probably um, Norman Reedus. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and agree with Norman Reedus. I remember when you posted that photo, I was just like, what in the world? Norman Reedus is just hanging out with this Jurassic Park Jeep with Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get lucky, man. He uh, he was just cruising by my booth, and he's like, "Hey, I like that Raptor mask." I was like, "Hey, I would like a photo of you with my Jeep." <laughs> okay, yeah, and and see, the thing is, like, you and I, we do a lot of conventions, and it's normal for us to see celebrities kind of walking around, just kind of, you know, getting a look of look at all the other vendors on the floor. Um, to me, at least in my experience, it's very rare for a celebrity to stop by my Jeep and you have them stop by almost, it almost seems like at every event that you do. Now, I haven't ran into, you know, Norman Reedus or any of these other, you know, bigger, bigger celebrities. I have, um, ran into, I don't remember the actor's name, but it's the Red Ranger from, I think, Power Rangers Turbo. His name was Rocky. Uh, he was at a convention that I did and his table was right across from me and he just came over and he was like, Hey man, nice Jeep. I'm like, Hey, thanks. You want a photo? Sure. Hopped in yeah, and we took photos together. And finally, I'm like, finally, Troy, I got one celebrity on my list. <laughs> hey, that's how it starts. It just takes one and then it just starts cascading. And then, you know, before you know it, you've got 10 or 15 under your belt and a little photo book of all the celebs you've hung out with. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, Jason Momoa to make his rounds and he'll be like, hey, Jason, uh, come take a photo of my Jeep. My girlfriend loves you. She'll love me more <laughs> if I get a picture with you and her. <laughs> I did have Chris Hemsworth walk by my by Jeep, but he was nice. on his way to a photo booth. But he did say some kind words about the Jeep in, in his haste. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. All right. So how do you convince these celebrities to take a photo in your Jeep? Um, sometimes, you know, you know, there's lulls, as you may know, at the show, it gets busy, then it gets slow. So you want to take a walk, you get tired of staring at everything in your booth. Um, I cruise around and I, I find myself at some of the tables. And, uh, sometimes if there's somebody I'm interested in, I'll go up to them and be like, Hey, you know, I've got a, a movie car over there, uh, Jurassic Park. And they're like, Oh, I love Jurassic Park. I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if you could stop by and do a photo. And like more times than not an hour or maybe the next day they come over for a photo with their agent. That's great. And it's simple enough. And I haven't tried that yet. Um, I, there was one time where I saw Joey Fatone and he wasn't doing anything. I'm like, hey, I was going to be like, hey, let me talk to Joey Fatone real quick. But I, mm -hmm. just, I hate I hate being that one that just like bothers celebrities, especially when you're a vendor. You know, a lot of a, um, a lot of the events will probably the event organizers will, will frown upon you kind of bothering or pestering the the talent. So I tend to just kind of keep to myself unless if I see an upward opportunity. It's interesting that you view that it that way because uh, having a vendor pass kind of gives you more power than you think. When I walk up to the line, if I have a vendor pass, the uh, little volunteers, those people that stand at the line with the T-shirt, um, they usually just shoot you to the front. They're like, oh, you're working the show. You know, go, go right up. Nope, never happened to me. Maybe now that <laughs> yeah. I have a beard like you, it will happen. <laughs> sure. People it must be the a good beard. beard. Must be the beard. Okay, so what is your most memorable experience in a Jurassic Jeep? I mean, I would have to take it back to when I did that Camp Sunshine. We uh, so my two friends were with me. We had we have a full size Yoshi suit and we had a Barney suit, and I had the inflatable dinosaur suit that looks like you're riding the T Rex, and because it's the only thing I could fit in and drive. And we pulled into Camp Sunshine, and all the kids were standing there. And I mean, like these, uh, their eyes were huge. They, they like I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Like I, I was, their minds were blown, man. They couldn't believe what they saw, and then the you know we got out and we all had these dinosaurs, and there was Barney, and there was Yoshi, and the Jeep, and we we're just kids were wanting hugs, and we gave out baby T Rexes, and uh, it was like so real for them, you know, and bringing something that I love so much to life for these kids, especially being terminal ill, uh, it was just very emotional, and by far my most favorite memory of the Jeep. Wow, yeah, that is pretty. That is pretty powerful, uh, and and that's that's kind of the same similar feeling that I get when it comes to these conventions that I that I do. There's there's some kids that will run up to me and just start telling me how much there's they're how much they're a fan of the franchise and and how they know the names of every single dinosaurs and they'll just sit there and just talk and talk and talk and talk about all the things Jurassic Park and I'm just like. This is great. Look at this tiny little fan just being so passionate about this. I hope he continues to have that passion from here on out. I can totally rate, relate. Um, there's been a few times, you know, you, you've been to a few cons now. Sometimes you get an obscure spot, you know, uh, the curtain kind of obstructs you, and then a little kid makes a left turn, and then boom, there you are. They're completely caught off guard, and their jaws just drop. Like, oh, yeah. oh my God, there's yeah. the Jeep from the movie. And you hear them tell their parents. And they see your dinosaurs and they see all the props and it's like immediately real life for them. And oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's really, really why I do it. You know, 
I mean, the money's cool, but like bringing stuff to life for little kids is like always. And I, I never charge for kids like that. When a true fan walks up, you know, I'm like, get in here, let's do a photo, put on this mask, try on yeah. this costume. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in the same way, whenever I see a kid that's over the top excited, I like, I don't know, just give them like, I give them like a free toy or a free sticker or something that I have that I can, that, that I can give out. I, I, I do that for them just because yeah. I see that passion and I see myself as a little kid. Course, and there was this, it, it's so, it's so funny. Cause there was this, it's, it's, it's so, it's so interesting to see how exciting these kids get. There's this one little girl that walked up with their parents and she's like, I want that. I want that. I want that. All my little Jurassic Park toys that I had that I was selling on the table, and she ended up buying the um, the little Jurassic Park Jeep Funko Pop with Ellie, Ellie Sadler, and she bought it, and as soon as she bought it, I turned around, and when I turned back around, she was on the floor playing with it right in front of my table. She was so excited. Yeah. Have you ever been in the situation where like a kid comes up to the table, and they only have so much money, and they want to buy something, and the mom and dad are like, okay, you sure? Because this is all the money you have, and then you feel bad because you know you want them to have all the cool stuff they want. I mean, who doesn't? And then uh, you're like, here, you know, just take it or here, let me give it to you for like half or, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Several times because these kids have these budgets when they come to these shows, when their parents give them like 20 bucks or 15 bucks or something. And I hear the conversation with their parents and I'm and I'm like, oh, I want this Lego or I want that Lego. I'm like, OK, well, why don't you take both of them? You buy one, I'll, I'll give you one for free. You know, Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then they remember that stuff. And hopefully, you know, they remember the kindness and they pay it forward. Uh, absolutely yeah because as as kids you know when i was a kid i didn't have the opportunity to go to events like this that had some of my favorite things they didn't i i, I didn't go to events with movie cars or comic cons when i was little and now <laughs> these kids have the opportunity and it's it's pretty cool how we can um we can provide that type of experience because it's not just you know like my my setup and your setup you know we go all out we have all type of displays we have props we have um, you know, you have plants and I have like the electrified fence and a bunch of things just to give you like to immerse you in that Jurassic experience. And it's great being able to provide that to people. Yeah. The best part for me is I didn't even know what a Comic-Con was till I made this Jeep. You know, I was at a local car show with it post the uh, the road rally charity event and a guy comes up to me he's like hey uh you, you ever go to a comic-con with this i'm like what's a comic-con dude he's like comic-con i'm like I, I don't i don't know what that is he's like he's like i have the general lee car over there i'm like oh that's cool Jukes ahead. He's like, i take the comic-con all the time you'd have a blast and uh wow i was uh my first comic-con was in 2013 i i sent a hail mary to the wizard world show coordinator right before i wasn't even going to be there i was leaving for spain i was going to be able oh, to gotta, do like the, i gotta the first i gotta two days. i gotta i gotta give a shout out to wizard world wizard world is one of my favorite um one of my favorite comic cons and the people that i deal with are always super cool like i never have any issues at those events so shout no, out to never. wizard world so at the time the show coordinator was debbie hong lovely lady and uh, she's like, can you sh- can you have the Jeep here by tomorrow? I was like, absolutely. Uh, so I dropped off the Jeep. I did my first two days. I just did what my friend with the General Lee said to do. And I was hooked from there. And uh, I wasn't even able to be there for the, like, the two busiest days, which are sad. But luckily, I had some friends there that were able to run the booth for me. And then when I got home, I was like, we got to keep doing this. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember when I did my first Comic-Con, I think I had only gone to maybe one or two. To, I think I've only gone to a Comic-Con once before that. Um, and then the first time I did the, my first Comic-Con, I saw the amount of people and the potential. And 
just how many people were interested in and taking pictures in the Jeep. And after that, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And then that's all it took. It was just that one. And the best part is, you know, you, you, some people have a biased opinion about taking photos with the Jeep, but when you take that money and you reinvest in your, your setup, you know, you're giving people more bang for their buck. You got more props from the wear, more costumes, or just, you know, that person walking by, they're just getting a visual treat and, you put the money back into it and it, it really shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And every, every convention, I always up my game up. Like, um, I'm a, I just got accepted to do comic Palooza, uh, here in Houston, Texas, which is may, may, I think it's May 10th through the 12th. And, um, and I have a, just a big surprise. Like I have something huge that I'm going to bring out that I just had made. So I'm really excited to, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I get to uh, reveal it. I guess the big reveal will be at the Houston uh, Comic Palooza. So that, and it's a big show too. They're gonna have I think Tom Holland is gonna be there and Amelia. What's that Amelia girl from Game of Thrones? Um, yeah, Amelia Earhart. Yeah, she's famous. Yeah, she's gonna be there. Amelia Earhart, the the, the pilot. <laughs> yeah, she tricked everybody. Ha ha! <laughs> I'm here. I'm a hundred and something years old, but I'm here. But anyways, um, so yeah, so. Troy, what are your top three favorite movie cars? Oh, man. So and this I mean, could be I grew... like from anything, anything. Yeah, I mean, that's a broad spectrum. So like what what barricade for sure. That car just so cool. That was cool. Uh, that was a cool reveal. Yeah, when that came out and he was chasing the old Camaro, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, like just the saline Mustang, just badassery. With oh, that, and that, you know, that, that reminds me. Um, yeah, actually, our a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Scott, Scott Velvet, over at the Celebrity Car Museum in Branson, Missouri, has a screen-used barricade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he let me sit in it and touch it and have That's my way. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, remember I remember you seeing staring, it. like, how is he doing that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is Troy so cool and I'm not? And then he had took oh, me I've... into the uh, – he took me around and gave me my own little private tour. So, Ha! Yeah, I've done a few shows with Scott, so we were already familiar with each other. He was really happy to show me his stuff. You know, him and I have swapped stories. He's got a few good war stories from Comic Cons. You know, people never cease to surprise us. Oh yeah. So, yeah, but back he's, to he's he's actually on my list of people I'm going to interview. So keep listening to the podcast. Scott's eventually going to be on here, and he's he has a museum like with like I don't know what's his collection like 50, 60 movie cars or even more. It's out of control. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, top three. So you, uh, so you have Barricade, and what's the other two? The Ecto One A for sure. Ghostbusters okay. Two. That's a that good one. That part blew me away. Absolutely blew me away, and uh, ultimately because of it, I ended up in a little side hustle fixing up old Code Three XL light bars for people looking to make Ecto Ones and Ecto One As. I have a friend who has a, a 1960 Ecto One A. I redid his light bars for him. They came out beautiful. Nice. And number three, uh, the RV from Lost World all day. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw you a little curveball here. Um, what is your favorite Jurassic Park movie car from all the movies? I, I think the, the Mercedes and the RVs are the coolest out of everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do 100% agree there because those Mercedes have so much custom work done to it, and they just look so badass. Yes, they and do. Just seeing, them, just seeing them in the fields over in Isla Nublar, which is, you know, Hawaii. It, I remember that scene. It's just like the RVs rolling, and you got the two Mercedes SUVs behind it all in camo with the armor all over the windows. Just 
amazing. It's just amazing. I shot. believe it, I believe it was Isla Isla Sorna for that film. Actually, oh, um, I stand corrected. You're right. It is Isla Sorna. My bad. That's the second uh, in site B. All right, Troy. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. Uh, I had a good time. Always have a good, interesting conversations with you. Now, just let everybody know. Just let everybody know how somebody can get a hold of you, or somebody wants to check out your content on social media. I've had a lot of luck with the Jurassic Park Motor Pool uh, members. Um, what's that thing called? The uh, the registry or whatever the thing Adam Mark put together. It's been really great. Uh, my Instagram handles the dude underscore Jurassic. Well, the underscore dude Jurassic, and then I have uh, Jurassic Party Jeep on Facebook, and uh, that's how people generally get a hold of me. All right, Troy. Well, thanks a lot for, again for coming on, and I will see you on the Motor Pools uh, Facebook group. Oh, don't you always. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Jurassic Collective podcast. Support the show by hitting that subscribe button and check out Jurassic Fic on YouTube and Instagram for more Jurassic material. I will see you guys next week. <laughs>